Today's review, written by Lass Wagater, titled Lifer. Hey, sister, soul sister, thanks for being you. If I never meet you in person, we're both Christians, so at least we get to spend eternity together. What's up? Hey, welcome to this edition of The Shalene Show. It's Car Smart Friday, but I'm not in a car. I'm in a hotel room. I'm in San Diego. And I had recorded this episode in my car. And then I realized that I had recorded it while my Bluetooth headphones were connected. So it was like wah, 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 wah. So here we go. Part two. So maybe this isn't Car Smart Friday. Maybe this is Hotel Smart Friday. Yeah. Either way, what we're talking about today is comparison. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. It is said that comparison is the thief of joy. And it's something I've been thinking about recently. In fact, I was thinking about it this morning, which is why I wanted to record this for you. And I don't know if you know this, but a lot of times what I decide to record on Fridays is just like what's going on in my head. And I went to bed last night feeling weird. I didn't feel bad. I didn't feel sad. I just felt meh. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And then this morning when I woke up, I'm like, I really wanted to figure out like, okay, so why did I feel just kind of weird? Wasn't happy. It was just kind of felt bummed. And whenever I feel bummed, because I'm generally a really upbeat, happy person, and I don't need much to be happy. I'm just naturally am. So whenever I feel bummed, I'm okay with sitting with it. But I really like to figure out why, like what is it that triggered it? So when I woke up this morning, I realized that it was comparison. You know, something we all do. And I was doing it myself. And it's my husband's fault because when you're married, you see, you get to blame your husband for like everything, which is one of the positive sides of being married, right? And it's his fault because he was watching someone on Instagram and I could hear his phone. And I said, who is that? And he says, oh, it's so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And it was the name of someone who I try not to follow because I tend to compare myself to what they're doing. And then he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that I have like muted that person's account. And so he kind of launched into like a little summary of all the things this person was doing. You know, not like trying to do a comparison for me, but just kind of like, oh, it's so-and-so and and they're doing blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and this is cool. They're doing blah, blah, blah. He didn't know because I hadn't told him that like, for whatever reason, that person kind of like triggers me and I tend to compare myself. Then I was thinking about it and I started doing all those comparisons in my head and I did that before I went to sleep. And so like the thoughts I was having before I went to bed weren't positive. So then I was thinking about, I'm like, wait a second this morning, you know, that person is in a completely different season of their life. And when I compare what they're doing to what I'm doing, you know, when I really sit and look at it, it's okay to compare myself to them because I could do the things that they're doing. I could, but I've decided not to. 
And then I decided to just like really feel love for them and also to appreciate where I'm at right now and what I'm doing and how my life is exactly how I've designed it. It's like exactly how I have designed it to be. So if I want it to be something else, then I can compare it to something else and I can use that as inspiration to redesign that part of my life. And I realized like comparison isn't necessarily a bad thing. And it's what I wanted to talk to you about. Like, how do we avoid the type of comparison that's negative and embrace the type of comparison that's positive because it serves as inspiration? Let me share with you a story you've probably heard before. For hundreds of years, humans could not run a mile in under four minutes. In fact, for more than nine years, they got like really, really close, like 402, 403. But for nine years, as close as they could get, nobody could ever break that four-minute mile. And then after a year of visualizing himself breaking the four-minute mile, a gentleman by the name of Roger Bannister in 1954 was the first man ever to break the four minute mile. And obviously, you know, today that there's, you know, it's people break it every single day. And in fact, it's kind of become like the standard for elite milers. But did you know that like, even in that same year, somebody else broke that record, one of his competitors from Finland. And he probably did that because he was comparing himself to Roger Bannister. Because comparison isn't just a negative thing. Sometimes it makes us feel bad, but sometimes it inspires us. Sometimes it allows us to see like what is possible. Sometimes what it does is it makes us uncomfortable. So last night when I was hearing about all these things this other person was doing, it made me uncomfortable. And I'm glad that it made me uncomfortable. And I forced myself to think through it. And ask myself, why was that triggering? What is it that I want? What is it that I desire that I don't have? And I literally did a comparison and realized I actually don't want those things. I really don't. And being uncomfortable, you guys, it's a good thing to be uncomfortable. Because when you're uncomfortable, think about if you're just sitting in a chair and you've crossed your legs and you're sitting on like one hip. And it's quite comfortable when you first get into that position. But if you sit there and hold that position for an hour, you're going to get uncomfortable. And how do you relieve that discomfort? You move. You make a change. When we get uncomfortable, it often inspires us to take action. But you see, comparison for other reasons isn't a bad thing, right? Because... Think about what you're doing when you're comparing. Okay, have you ever had an eye exam? (laughs) I feel like I'm at the eye doctor all the time, like trying to get these contacts right. But I feel so funny when I'm sitting in that chair and he goes back and forth between the two lenses. He's like, this one or this one, this one or this one. And I'm always like, okay, can you go back? I mean, no, 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 the other one. He doesn't. He always just goes this one or this one. I don't want to tell the man how to do his job. But I'm like, can we call them A or B? Because sometimes he like flips them. I'm like, that one. No, 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 you flipped it. The other one. But what he's doing is allowing me to see through two different lenses. And he's allowing me to decide which lens fits better for me. 
that comparison allows me to see. And that's what comparison is about. Comparison isn't always bad. Comparison allows you to have better vision. It allows you to know what you want. It allows you to see your options. It allows you to decide in advance how much you want to pay. I mean, think about when you're shopping for a car or anything expensive, like buying a house or, I don't know, a TV, anything that's kind of an investment. You typically don't just go, well, let's go buy a TV and you just go buy a TV. You stand at Best Buy or you look online. Does anyone actually go to a store anymore? Let's say you go online or you go to the store and you compare. You compare what you get versus the price you have to pay. And then you have to ask yourself, do I really want that extra feature so much that I'm willing to pay that price? And that's exactly where I was at this morning when I was thinking about this individual who triggers me. It's like that feature, that thing that they're doing, I'm not willing to pay the price that I know they're paying. It allows me to identify what I want. Comparison allows you to see two things side by side, positive comparison that is, allows you to see two things side by side and then just make an informed decision. So it's funny how when it comes to shopping or making an investment or a wise decision, we see comparison as being prudent, as doing our due diligence. It's a positive. It doesn't rob us of our joy. It actually gives us a sense of direction and control. But we also know that sometimes comparison initially can make us feel, as I did last night, probably envious. If I was going to put my emotions, the feelings that I had, if I was to describe them, I would say I was feeling like this kind of surge of envy or jealousy. Like, I want that. I want that notoriety. I long for that. Then I had to ask myself, okay, so that certainly didn't bring me joy at all. It made me feel bummed. It didn't make me feel good. So how do we spot the difference between positive comparison and comparison that can make us feel like we're just not enough? Well, there is a way to manage your comparison and there is a way for comparison to be healthy. But more importantly, I want to teach you how to, or at least talk, I don't know if I can teach you this, but I know that I have been able to do this pretty successfully in my life and it's allowed me to make the right decisions and that is to avoid the type of comparison that isn't useful. All right, so let's talk about something that's a thief. Like, let's put it this way. If comparison is the thief of joy, that means you're being robbed. Your joy is being stolen from you. And if we know what type of comparisons are not useful, They rob us of our joy. And we know that they are robbing us of our joy. Why don't we do a better job of protecting ourselves, right? Like we know that somebody could rob us in our homes. Someone, a thief could break in and steal the things that matter to us. So what do we do? We lock our doors. We protect ourselves. We pay for high-tech security. We use, you know, devices like, I love the Ring app. I should get Ring to sponsor this podcast. I'm going to work on that because they're not sponsoring it right now. But let me tell you, I love the Ring app for that very reason because it. I feel protected by it. I get alerted to my phone if somebody is approaching my house. I can see who it is. Like 
that allows me to protect myself. And we do these things, we install alarm systems and warning signs. And and if we suspect that someone is trying to break in, we have an emergency number that we can call. We can call 911, right? So if we know that comparison is the thief of all joy, it's an intruder, if you will, we need to do a better job of protecting ourselves. Because it's not just our joy that negative comparison can stir up. Some comparison can rob you of your focus, can rob you of your identity. Because if you're always looking at other people, if you're always like going, oh man, like I love her life or I love her Instagram feed or guy, that guy's, you know, huge. He's got huge muscles. I wish I looked like that dude or I, I wish whatever. I wish my business was that successful. When we do those things and we start to compare ourselves, it's really easy to fall into the trap of starting to try to be like that person. And when we do that, you know what it robs us of? Our authenticity. And if you're not authentic, you ain't happy. That is a hard place to be where you are faking it. You are pretending you are happy. You are pretending you are something you are not. And you know it's inauthentic and you know it's not who you are. And it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right to you and it doesn't feel right to the people who are around you. Because you can spot someone who's not comfortable in their own skin, who's not being authentic, who's what my kids call a try hard. Like you're just trying too hard. And that happens when we compare ourselves and we think we're supposed to be something other than what we are. See, that's the type of comparison that is not healthy. When we look at somebody else's business or their body or their life, and we think, if gosh, if I could just be more like them, that I would have more of what they have. And you know, when we do that, what we're also doing is we are dishonoring God. It's as if we don't trust him, that we're, we're dissatisfied with the life and the path that we're on and somehow he got it wrong. You know, your authenticity is the best way that you can honor Jesus. Speaking of comparisons, <laughs> this is a perfect lead in. I'm propped up on the bed here in this hotel. I'm speaking at the Mindshare event. It's a wellness events sponsored by my friend JJ Virgin and when I travel I travel in leggings don't you like I think a lot of us live in our leggings and speaking of comparisons so a while ago I asked my Instagram family okay what's the deal with these fabletics because I keep seeing their ads and the price seems like almost too good to be true are they decent and without having to buy them my followers are like, girl, you are going to trip. I don't know if their quality is just like totally improved or something, but they are my absolute favorite tights. You're going to be blown away. So I'm like, all right, well, I've been spending like a small fortune on the tights that I have right now. And you know the place. I'm not going to mention names, but you, you know the tights. You know the yoga tights I'm talking about, ladies. So anyways, I ordered them and... On your first order, you get two pairs for $24. And I'm thinking to myself, they have to be like thin or like when you bend over or they, there's no way they're going to feel as soft and as luxe or as they're not going to suck you in. Oh, was I so wrong? I tripped out when I got them. So I kind of freaked out and I immediately became a VIP because when you're a VIP, you get up to 50% off 
of all the regular prices. So I found my favorite pairs, which were the ones with the pockets on the side. And then, dang it, I forget the name of them. Okay, when you go to their website, you'll see it's, I think they say Power Hold. Oh. Me, I bought a pair for my girlfriend, Dr. Michaela, and she's like, why are you just bringing me a pair of tights? I'm like, you'll see. And they are amazing. So I love the ones with the pockets. I love the power holds. Here's what I love about them is I don't have to cut off the bottom. So if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen before where I show you how you can cut off the bottom of your tights and they won't fray. Well, if you ever see me doing that, those are on my old tights because with the Fabletics brand, I can order them in multiple links. So if I order the cropped ones, they fit me perfectly. I'm a shorty. So I love that they do that. Anyways, when you place your first order, you get two pairs for $24 and I promise you will be blown away. Plus they have free shipping if you place an order of over $49, which I think you probably will. And then you don't have to become a VIP, but when you do, you get up to 50% off the regular price. And so I posted a video or a photo on my Instagram the other day and everyone's like, oh my God, did you get those from Fabletics? I can't find them on their website. I can't find them on their website. I'm like, yeah, these really beautiful like mint green color. They're really, you'll see if you go to my Instagram and they don't have them anymore because they were, God, I think they're almost 70% off. They were at least 50% off. So I was like, this is sweet. I can't even tell you how much money I've saved and more importantly, how freaking comfortable these tights are. So anyways, check out Fabletics. You get two for $24. All you need to do is go to fabletics.com forward slash Shaleen. So I want you to stop and just ask yourself a couple things the next time you catch yourself doing comparison. First of all, I want you to put in perspective and I, I want you like, when you get that little like, ugh, that little twinge, I don't want you to think negatively about that person. I just want you to, first of all, think about them lovingly and know that whatever they're doing, it's right for them right now. But also put it in perspective and give it context. So for me to look at someone who is single and doesn't have children and who probably isn't able to spend as much free time as I am, who probably doesn't have the hobbies and the fun life and as much free time and just things that they're doing for pure joy. Like it doesn't make sense for me to compare my life to their, well, it does make sense for me to compare. It's fine for me to compare it, but I, I have to put it in perspective and I have to remember that perspective. It's like flipping those, you know, the lenses when I'm at the doctor's office. If I look at it through the right lens, what I can see is someone who He's having to pay or she's having to pay a higher price than what I'm willing to pay. And that puts it in perspective. The same way if you're comparing yourself to someone who's, you know, 10 years down the road, that puts it in perspective. If you're comparing yourself to someone who's younger or older or has had different circumstances, it just, you've got to put things in perspective and you have to consider the context, the context of where they are in their life and the journey that they're on and allowing yourself to know that you are right where you're supposed to be. There's a reason why the things that you wish you could change, there's a reason why some of those things you should just embrace and love because they're a gift. And if there is something you need to change, 
ask yourself, do you really need to change it? Do you want to change it? Are you willing to pay that price? And don't be afraid to spend some time looking and thinking about it critically and asking yourself, like, what price would I have to pay? Consider your vantage point. And by that, I mean, when you're looking at something, right, you can only see what is directly in front of you. It's almost like watching a reality TV show. You know, I live in Orange County and the Orange County housewives used to film at one of the gyms that I worked out at. And I'll never forget one night I was there like really late. I can't remember why I was there so late, but like literally no one was in the gym. And the crew had come in to film a scene between two of the housewives. And I was like, wow, this is so crazy to see from this perspective. Because I'm a huge fan of the housewives. I love watching some reality TV. I love Bravo. I live for Bravo. So I'm watching it on my TV, right? And you always think, I don't know. I just had a different vision of what it looked like to be in their life, like what their life must be like. But then when I saw it from a different perspective from behind the camera, so I'm doing crunches or something, and there's these two housewives sitting on benches talking, and there's probably 10 people around. There's, you know, grips and cameramen and sound engineers and a director and a producer and like all these people like standing around them. But yet when you see it from the perspective of the television viewer, it just seems like two people having an intimate conversation. But there was nothing intimate about it. I was like, I would hate this so much. I would literally hate this. And then I watched them stop filming and have them redo it. I watched them like, you know, I can't tell you if they reshot the entire dialogue, but I can tell you they reshot the walking back into the room and the sitting down on the bench. They must have shot that like three or four times. I thought, well, that's not reality. <laughs> I'm not saying it's scripted, but it certainly is staged or planned, whatever you want to call it. And it was just like a really good lesson for me to recognize that your vantage point only allows you to see what you can see. So when you are triggered by someone you see on Instagram whose life looks perfectly curated and, you know, the color of their dress matches their logo and that same color theme is carried in every photo and their hair is blowing and their children are perfect and their eyes are, you know, sparkling and just for a second realize that that's not reality and imagine what it would have been like what it is truly like really like use your common sense and recognize that it ain't like that so don't let your mind play tricks on you don't allow yourself don't expose yourself to those people who as hard as you might try to imagine what things are really like, if you just can't, if it stirs up envy and jealousy, if it stirs up feelings of inadequacy, now if it stirs up a little bit of discomfort and it inspires you and it makes you want to be more, but in a good way, like it really motivates you, okay, then use it as inspiration. But if it doesn't motivate you, if it makes you feel a little bummed about who you are and where you are, then lock your doors. Do whatever you need to do so that you don't feel that. 
protect yourself from the thief of joy. And you know, if you're worried about unfollowing people on social media, you know, both Facebook and Instagram, I think Twitter even, you can mute any account. That means those people won't know that you have unfollowed them. You just won't have to be tortured by their content. So sit with it today. Who is it you're comparing yourself to? And is it motivating you? Is it inspiring you? Is it showing you possibilities? Because if it is, that's a good thing. There's a lot of people who I follow where I'm just like, "Uh, yes, I'm comparing my life to theirs and I want this and I know I can have it and it's inspirational to me. It doesn't make me feel less than, but it does make me feel like I can do more in a more creative way. I can be inspired by their success. It's that four minute mile. I know it's possible. And then there are those people where I see them and I'm like, it just never makes me feel good. Not only do I not really want to pay the price for what they're paying, but I don't believe it's actually what's going on. And for whatever reason, it just triggers me. So I'm going to hide it. Whatever that is, just be a little bit more self-aware. So not all comparison is bad. In fact, I dare say most comparison is quite healthy. You just have to know What type of comparison is robbing you of your joy and what types of comparison are actually allowing you to make an informed decision, allowing you to decide what it is you want, what features, what benefits, what things are attractive to you. A comparison allows you to measure things and to decide what it is you want. So release whatever negativity you are feeling. Stop speaking negatively about other people. You know, when we're gossiping, when we find fault in others, it is because it's triggering something in us. So look within inside yourself and ask yourself, what is it you feel that you're missing? And just know that happiness comes from knowing you're perfect as you are, like you are perfectly imperfect. You have everything you need in this moment. Everything that's happened to you has happened for you. It was meant to be. And you are right where you're supposed to be. And if you're uncomfortable, then make a move. But do so and always lead with love. Love other people. Live in the moment. Pray for their prosperity and celebrate your own greatness. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.